Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's journey. Step into the role of June Parker and search for hidden clues to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. June's Journey is a hidden object mystery game with a captivating detective story taking you back to the glamour of the 1920s with a diverse cast of characters. And if you know me, you know I love the 20s era. Engage your sense of observation to find hidden clues. Search for hidden objects from the parlors of New York to the sidewalks of Paris and uncover a collection of dazzling hidden object spectacles for you to solve. We're all here because we love drama and thrills, right? Well, this game has the perfect twists and turns to keep your brain asking, what happened here? You can chat and play with or against others by joining a detective club. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. You guys, welcome to another episode of Beyond the Blinds. It is me, Troy McKeady. And Kelly Williams. And we are really excited today. We have our second guest episode. And this is going to be super, super fun. Gabby just kind of like clucking about things and pop culture and blind items. Uh, We are joined by, Shannon, is your last name pronounced McNamara? It is, yeah. If you want to go like full row, you could say McNamara, but like nobody says that. (laughs) (laughs) I will. (laughs) You're joined today by Shannon McNamara from the Fluently Forward podcast and also Fluently Forward on TikTok. Uh, Shannon, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm excited to talk to you guys. Like like we talked before, I feel like this has been a gossip heavy week, but I kind of feel like they all have been gossip heavy lately. We've been kind of blessed in the new year. And isn't it crazy too, the, the celebrity deaths? I feel like every start of the new year, I feel like impactful people die around this time. I don't know if there's something like in the stars or some scientist has figured it out, but I don't know. It's crazy how that happens. First of all, that it happens around this time and also that it happens in little clusters. Yes, that's what they say. Rule of threes, right? It's mm-hmm. so eerie and so odd. We want to ask you about your blind item journey. Mm, okay. <laughs> How did you get into blind items? Oh, God, if I had known that this was going to be such a big part of my life, I would have remembered like the first time someone ever sent it to me. It was definitely crazy days and nights because I remember, you know, a pitch black web page with ads on it and like trying to figure out what the <laughs> hell was going on. Um, but honestly, it was just like a good website rabbit hole to dive down when I was really bored at my nine to five job. I feel like that's how a lot of people wind up on it because you don't, I don't think there's anyone in the history of the world who read one blind item on that site and went like, okay, time to turn it off. It's like, if you read (laughs) one, you're spending the next 45 minutes on that site. And if you spend more than 10 minutes on the site, welcome to your new hobby. So I just feel like the minute I started reading them, it was just kind of like a bookmark that was always up. And then over the years, I mean, you guys would know this better than me. You amass this knowledge of information. And then one day at like happy hour, it just comes spilling out of you. And everybody's like, what are you talking about? Selena Gomez (laughs) is on drugs and Jimmy Fallon is cheating. And you're like, I I guess I have a lot more of this knowledge than I thought. And that's alleged. 
Um, it's just oh, yeah. alleged about Selena and Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. In fact, every, everything is alleged or, you know, just entertainment lies. Right. <laughs> now, what made you go on TikTok? Because Troy and I are not on TikTok. We've talked mm. about it and we're like, absolutely not. There's no way we would be able to navigate <laughs> Because even some of the comments you get and respond to, I was like, I would go insane. How do you how do you deal with that? Oh, my God. Well, first of all, I would love to see you guys on TikTok because <laughs> it's funny that there's so many great things about TikTok and so many negative things. But I started on there because some of the blind items on Crazy Days and Nights started talking about influencers, YouTubers and TikTokers. And it was when I saw a blind item, all of these items about Addison Ray being like primed for yachting allegedly like everything um mm-hmm. and it just shook me to my core because I had been seeing this like young cute girl dancing and I was like oh my god now she's on this like cursed website that I've been reading and her relationship with the Kardashians like her for yachting like no she's so sweet she's like from Louisiana so I made a TikTok video being like hey like who else read this just assuming that other people had and instead the response was more of like what the hell is a blind item and what is this website? So then it just kind of turns into a whole shebang, um, which is interesting because I feel like, you know, you guys talk about this blinds definitely exist on web pages and then Dumois kind of took over Instagram, but nobody had really brought them to TikTok yet. And I feel like there's not really a place for them on Twitter either. There's not like one main account. So it's interesting how they like fall into their own circuits. Now, one of the videos you just put out, I absolutely loved your response. It was talking about the idea that blind items can be hurtful. Oh my God. Isn't that crazy? Everyone's like a fan of blind items until you talk about a blind item about someone that they have a crazy obsession with. And then suddenly it's like, you're the devil. You're like spilling all of this stuff. And I just think, you know, I said it in the TikTok video so many people write in there like you need to say this is speculation you need to say this is disclaimers I'm saying it's a blind item you know like I maybe this is the bad take to have but I'm like you kind of need to have the mental fortitude as a person especially as a person on the internet to not believe things so like just because I make a TikTok video don't change your mind about someone don't go after them like do your own research maybe keep it in your pocket and then if you hear 10 other things about that celebrity then it adds up to something but I just think what infuriated me so much about Jeffrey Epstein, Harvey Weinstein was that this came out and everyone goes, oh yeah, it's an open secret. It's an open secret. And I'm like, well, I don't think it should have been an open secret for five Mm -hmm. years that all this abuse was going on. So I think it's cool that blind items kind of cut to the core of that. They let you in on the open secret. And if you want to talk about it on the internet, you get to do that. Yeah. I'm happy that you brought up those people specifically, because I feel like people don't whenever people bring up blind items in a negative way they oftentimes will bring up stuff like you know it's it's like hurtful to say that somebody does drugs or whatever but they don't bring up the fact that blind items have helped propel stories like that to I mean honestly thank god for blind items because there's been this like decade-long research done on Harvey Weinstein that now Mm. all of these publications steal from and use because they did the like the blind items did the work you know like they've been helpful in so many cases as well yeah exactly and I mean I don't believe all of them I know you guys don't believe all of them to believe all of anything is like batshit crazy um but I don't know I just feel like what's worse people talking about 
rumors on the internet or like actual kids getting abused by executives and army hammer um wanting to eat women and stuff like that it's like okay sure maybe both things are quote unquote bad but one of them is bad at a level two and the other is bad at a level 90 so like why right. are you putting the spotlight on you know us nobodies who just want to talk about gossip but instead the powerful people who are committing these acts it's like just let them do it just let them do it Right. And it's like, why is the gossip that you're so much more familiar with okay? Just because you are more familiar with it. Like, you know, just because you have been reading The Inquirer for 30 years, like, that's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, it's fine to say that Britney Spears goes to sleep in like a hyperbaric chamber or whatever, or that she's yeah. like married to an alien. That's yeah. fine. But blind items aren't like, it just doesn't, it's not mathing. It's also just really interesting the way that people, I mean, at the end of the day, I think we're interested in gossip because like, it's a very human thing, right? Like we all gossip and so many people will be like, blind items are stupid, but they have like a sports fantasy league that doesn't exist. Or they'll be like, you shouldn't be (laughs) obsessed with a celebrity, but they're out here tweeting Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump every single day. And it's like, we all have hobbies or obsessions, but just because I don't know. There's this like nay, nay, poo, poo view on pop culture that people think if your hobby or your obsession or your interest deals with pop culture, then it must be like bad or shameful or dirty in some way. And it's just like, we don't do that for other industries. So like, let's knock it off. It's fucking straight men. Anything anything marketed towards straight men is like mainstream, normal. Virtuous. Yeah, exactly. Sports aren't considered a guilty pleasure. They should be. You're spending thousands of dollars a year on a gym class game. You know what I mean? But like me watching Sex in the City is this thing I should like do in, in the, the darkness of my, my living room because it's embarrassing. Why? Exactly. It's the same way. Now I'm like getting off topic, but it's the same way people will be like, women are so emotional, but like men are going to war and slapping each other in the bar. And it's like, anger is a form of aggression, you know, like (laughs) everything we do. I just think like we're all connected as humans and we just try to like pit things against each other and act like we're so different. And like, we're really not, we're all pretty similar. On this podcast, we're all here for all the celebrity tea. Yes. And Troy and I have our favorite blind item celebrities. And we'll say ours after you say yours. I'm very curious who your favorite like blind item person. If you find a blind about them, you get really excited. (laughs) Okay. I'm dying to know yours because I feel like you guys have mentioned them. Mine might throw you guys a little bit off course. (laughs) I think mine is Elon Musk. That's not bad at all. I get that. Because he pops in there so often. He's always the celebrity CEO. And like the way that Azealia Banks is like revealing stuff that happens in the threesomes and like he's out there having threesomes and like doing drugs with all of these people. And I just find it so crazy. And I remember like, I don't know, there's a little bit of an appeal to any billionaire because, you know, they're a billionaire. But then I remember I watched him on SNL and he did his monologue and I was like, okay, no, it doesn't matter how much money he has. Like there's nothing sexy or appealing about that. But I just like love how intertwined he gets in Hollywood. He's such a super villain. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good answer because he's more interesting in blind items than he is in real news. 100%. Who are yours? Troy, do you want to go first? You go first. So I used to say Cara Delevingne, 100%. Like she was my girl, but it has changed. So by the time this comes out, our Patreon episode will be out 
Ariana Grande has now become my new favorite blind item person. Oh, let's go. Well, because her story has changed so much over the year that keeps you reading, you know? It does. And it just, it changes so much, but also stays the same with certain things. Yeah. And well, also she changes so much too. I mean, well, also Kelly, I know you're on TikTok. Like Troy, are you on TikTok watching the videos and stuff? Yeah, I definitely use TikTok. Like I have a uh, carved out hour of like bedtime that is like it's a big part of my life well good for you to keep it to an hour but like there's so many videos on the physical evolution of Ariana Grande and like all of her race fishing and how she like changes every couple of years um so I don't know I find that crazy too because like every era that she does an album she kind of looks different which I just feel like I've said this before female pop stars do and meanwhile like Shawn Mendes and Ed Sheeran have looked the same for the last 10 years <laughs> yeah. yeah they've done the Ed Sheeran hasn't even changed his shirt he's gone as far as to not even change his button-up shirt I always say he looks like an unmade bed every time I see Ed Sheeran that's he, what he reminds he me he does he looks like one of those like quilts and like one of those uh, picture books of like good night cat good night yeah. stove and like there's yeah. Ed Sheeran in the corner yeah <laughs> good night, exactly. Ed. his red hair like woven in with little blocks <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, my, my blind item celebrity was always Andy Cohen, like yes. for years. Yeah. And then we finally did an Andy Cohen episode and I was able to expel all of those body thetans that I had all over me. Uh, so that felt really good, but I just, yeah, Andy's a really great. And then I love obscure people like Bella Thorne, who I again think are just so much more famous and blind items. Yes. And Bella Rita Thorne. Aura. Oh my God. Yeah. The like, Queens. And I feel like they kind of straddle the line of like celebrity slash influencer kind of mm. almost like at least Bella Thorne. I feel like she, I don't know, she, maybe because she's on the younger side, but she took over Instagram, you know, she was on OnlyFans and then she was talking about how she was uh, molested and abused in her childhood. And then she was shooting porn and you know I just feel like you never really know what you get with her but her story is just um tra- I mean you guys covered her her story is tragic mm. yeah and people love to she's one of those celebrities that will say things like you said she'll expose people and stuff and you'll notice a lot of what she says gets really swept under the rug like yes. people really don't take her seriously at all and yeah. when she did that um that interview where she did say like you know I was molested and every single person in my life knew mm-hmm. like that was like a moment that should have stopped the world like that was a crazy like she's describing her experience as one of the the biggest former Disney stars and everybody was like that was nuts nobody even really gave it any time yeah exactly. can we yeah can we and, sorry Shannon oh no I was just gonna say instead they're putting out articles about how bad blind items are meanwhile yeah. Thorne is out here saying hi I'd like to reveal mine firsthand and everyone's like no on to the next one Right, And I think that's an important topic to talk about because an article just came out about Brian Singer, who again, blind item life, you know, we have known about this for years. Colton Hayes did a really good essay and he didn't name anybody, but if you listen to our Camp Podwall episode, it, it ties into that story. But why do you think people don't want to talk about the Dan Schneiders or Brian Singers? It's kind of like, Whenever you bring up Brian Singer, it's like, oh yeah, he's a bad guy. It's like, do you really know how bad he is? Or Dan mm-hmm. Schneider is a creep. Do you really know how 
bad Dan Schneider is, allegedly. Everything from here, every this whole podcast is alleged. <laughs> oh, it's it's awful. And I was trying to ask Enti about that too. And he gave a little bit of an answer, but I don't know. I think it's kind of psychological. Like I think, especially when it comes to Brian Singer, I think like, okay, yeah, we'll talk about Bill Cosby. We'll talk about Harvey Weinstein. We'll talk about Jeffrey Epstein. But if they're young and they're male victims, then it's just like a double negative of like, we don't really like to talk about male victims. And we don't really like to talk about underage victims because it's, you know, rare and horrible and it makes us uncomfortable. So I just don't know. And you see this happening with the Jeffrey Epstein thing. And this used to drive, it still does. It drives me crazy. Whenever you talk about the Dan Schneiders or the Brian Singers or the Epsteins, like you said, people always treat it with this air of, oh yeah, that stuff happens, but it's almost condescending the way they say it. They're like, oh yeah, well, what do you expect? It's Hollywood. That stuff happens. I could have told you that happened. And it's like, okay, how about you put away the attitude and we focus on how we get it not to happen because Mm -hmm. it shouldn't happen. So it's weird. in the fact that like people don't want to talk about it, but if you ask, you know, a hundred people on the street, if children are abused in the entertainment industry, a hundred percent of the people are going to say yes. But then if you say potentially, oh, maybe it's Drake or Henry Cavill or any of Brian Singer, then people go, well, no, that's not right to tie a name to it. So it's, I just find bridging that gap so weird. Yeah. I shocked Troy with Henry. It made me happy because I don't, I don't surprise Troy often. <laughs> yeah, that was really shocking for me because he was like so off my radar. He's just like one of those big brute like male actors that I just don't pay attention to. I just know that he's like attractive, you know? Wait, you don't think he's attractive? No, I just know that he's like a hot guy. Like he's marketed as like a hot guy. Which is why his like girlfriend is so surprising because she's like his, not that, you know, like people should be dating people around their age, but I just feel like if there was any other man in Hollywood that had all of his qualities, he would be dating, I don't know, probably the same types of people that Scott Disick are. Um, But allegedly (laughs) he's going younger, which is crazy. Yeah, that was really, that was shocking for me. Yeah. But yeah, and I, to your point earlier, I think, I do think it's psychological. I think that it's a, yeah. like a mental hurdle that people aren't willing to jump over. It's like the Weinstein stuff, I think was packaged in a way that felt like something people could understand. Like there's a shorthand, like women mm-hmm. get assaulted in Hollywood. Like we've heard of this casting couch thing. It's like easy for us to like interpret that and make sense of it and you know, market it and turn it into a thing. But like you said, I think there's like a a suspending of like everything you've known kind of thing when you bring up like kids and children and like yeah. shows that people grew up on. I think that they're not willing to like go there. Well, and it's always been that way too. You think of what happens um, in the Catholic church with pedophilia. You think of the children who are, you know, building iPhones. Like anytime an issue with children involving it comes up, our immediate instinct is to say, by God, that's horrible. And then in the next breath, don't tell me anymore. I don't want to know about that stuff. Mm -hmm. And I find it hard because I've gotten this comment before. I'm sure you guys have, anyone who talks about blind items does, but a lot of people are like, blind items are QAnon. It's all a conspiracy theory. And that just really makes me feel awful because like, I, I feel like you should be able to say that these horrible things happen in Hollywood, which everyone admits that they do without saying that it's QAnon because that's, yeah. that's just taking away from it. Like imagine, like you said, imagine telling Bella Thorne that her experience was QAnon. It wasn't like it was, it happened at Disney and it happened to her and it's still going on. 
Right. It'd be like if the if like if QAnon had decided to attach themselves to like any subject. Exactly. It doesn't mean that whatever they attach themselves to isn't real. There's just yeah. a bunch of crazy people who are like making it their cause in this really weird way. And then it makes me wonder how divided are we? Like if a bunch of Trump supporters are like, I love drinking water. Are we going to be like, we only drink soda now. And it's like, (laughs) no, like we still need to stand by like what is true, you know? Totally. Yeah. Now on a lighter note, before we get into the pop culture stuff that's happened, I mean, we're only 12 days in, by the time this comes out, we'll be more days (laughs) in. I'm sure more crazy shit will happen. But I want to know your opinions on the Chris's of Hollywood. Oh, yes. Do you oh have God. a favorite, a least favorite, a favorite blind item, Chris? I'm, I'm very curious. Well, isn't it funny how like when the whole notion of the Chris's of Hollywood came about, I feel like everyone was like, oh my God, well, we love Chris Pratt because he's Mr. Funny Man and his reputation has dive bombed so fast, which like, thank God, because, you know, he's been around in blind item lore for so long. Mm-hmm. Chris Evans, I feel like I don't really see anything bad about him. The only stuff I really see is that he's into kinky stuff, but not so kinky that you would confuse him with that radio presenter who allegedly had a dungeon in his house. Um, (laughs) So, and I find Chris Evans hot, but I feel like Chris Pine would have to be it for me just because of Princess Diaries too. That's fair. Everybody loves everybody loves a bad boy who's trying to steal your crown. You know, (laughs) (laughs) that's so valid. It's super relatable. (laughs) How about you guys? Who's your favorite, Chris? I love hating on. uh, Why can't think of his last name? Hemsworth. No, the one you just mentioned. Pratt. I love hating on Chris Pratt because I didn't like Chris Pratt before. Yeah. So there's like one of those, you know, sometimes like you feel so validated when it feels like the world caught up to something that you thought. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean mm-hmm. and that church is just so interesting to read about like I could read about his secret crazy life forever wait can I ask you guys you know when you get that gut feeling and then it is validated about someone being rotted who's somebody that like hasn't really been exposed but you think you just have a gut feeling for whatever the hell reason mm. because sadly mine is Tom Hanks but it's not because of the QAnon theory it's because I just get bad vibes from him. And then when Ricky Gervais was giving all of those jokes about like Epstein and Weinstein, every time the camera panned to Tom Hanks, he was making this uncomfortable face. Like you shouldn't be making that joke. And it's just like, come on, if everyone in this audience knew what was going on and like, didn't stop it, you sit there and you, you know, you take the joke and he just looked so weird. I've like watched all these compilations of his reaction. So that's what I do sometimes. I'm such a creep. I like go through and I'm like, (laughs) okay, like Leonardo DiCaprio was like <laughs> laughing at that joke, you know, that Meryl Streep's laughing at that joke or whatever, but these people look, their eyes are shifting in their seats every time he <laughs> yeah. mentions someone. And I'm like, I'm just going to file that away and we'll see what happens in a couple of years. That's such I a good answer. That. Yeah. Kelly, how about you? Who do you think is secretly rotted? I don't, I think the celebrities I dislike are pretty like openly rotted. Mm. Like I, Ben Affleck is definitely one. Yeah. Where people are like, he's so hot though. I'm like, fucking where? <laughs> His be- head is size of a fucking watermelon like tattoos (laughs) oh his phoenix tattoo he bugs me a lot and i feel like a lot of people are like the media always twists ben affleck's words i'm like shut the fuck up they really don't (laughs) they kind of come out of his mouth and then they end you know yeah yeah. i think 
Troy and I were talking about this a little bit earlier, but I think Pete Davidson, unfortunately, some a lot of stuff's gonna, especially if he makes the Kardashians look bad. Mm. I think bad things will happen. I don't know but, what. Yeah. I'm not gonna put any like thing into the universe, but I don't think people will think of him as like the beloved goofy Pete as he's thought of now. Yeah, because what man has entered the Kardashian circle and then left with a good reputation? I'm pretty sure it's zero for zero. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Somehow Scott has bounced back, but I feel like everyone still dislikes him. I don't know. I feel like at least on TikTok, everyone's like, oh my God, Scott Disick and his like affinity for girls who literally just turned 18. Oh, that's good. Okay, yeah. that makes me that makes me happy that people do see that. Yeah, I will say yeah. Gen, Z, Gen Z is quick to the draw in terms of like finding people, you know, doing doing wrong stuff. So <laughs> someone did just pop into my head and this person passed away. So I know some people are like, we don't talk ill of celebrities who died. But Paul Walker was with a lot of teenage girls. No, we Mm. can speak ill there because that was basically confirmed. Wasn't he picking up his girlfriend from high school? Um, Yeah, he when he passed away, his girlfriend at the time was 22 or 23. And they had been together for six or seven years. Mm -hmm. And Yeah. yeah, like that, that's something I think we should talk about more is when these celebrities do date young, young girls, these high schoolers. Yeah, especially like I, I think too, like Drake's time is coming because I just find Millie Bobby Brown, um, Kylie Jenner, and who's the other one? Billie Eilish. He's texting all of them before the age of 18. And I, I'll just think of it this way like, okay, we have a podcast, right? We have content that we're creating. We're pretty freaking busy. Um, mm-hmm. We're also older. Even me with a tiny little podcast at age 28, I'm like, I don't know. I would take a text a 17 year old girl. Like, I have nothing in common. I don't have the time for it. Like, whatever. Now, imagine Drake, who's like a 34 year old straight man texting a 17 or younger girl. Unless you have a sexual attraction to her, there's no reason why you would be keeping up that texting relationship. And also, he's Drake. He's busier than I am, much busier. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's a huge, we talked about this in our Millie Bobby Brown episode, but I think it's a huge red flag that it's her specifically because she has such a sort of Brooke Shields relationship to Hollywood in my opinion Mm -hmm. and like her her parents are such unapologetic stage parents Mm -hmm. and they're always orchestrating ways for her to be more famous and you know that if you read blind items about her allegedly um her parents are always trying to negotiate nude scenes and figuring out ways to get her naked and I just feel like her being involved makes it worse if that makes sense and there were some people talking about that on TikTok recently where they were saying like Disney stars going crazy or not going crazy like what do the Hillary Duffs and Zendayas have that the um you know Miley Cyrus's and Bella Thorne's don't um well I don't know if I'd put Miley in this but because I feel like so many people were like she went crazy and it's like well did she or was she just like doing normal things at the time but a lot of people were referencing a recent Zendaya interview where she was like well you know I am pretty introverted but also like my family was like really there for me and I owe a lot of it to them and it's like yeah I'm all of these people who quote unquote go crazy or off the wrong side of the tracks I just feel like you look at their family and it's like they really didn't really have that much of a chance in Hollywood 
growing up without that support and being thrust into the industry. And if your parents are like actively putting you into bad situations, a la Millie Bobby Brown, it's just like, it's going to be really hard to do well for yourself and keep yourself on like a good footing. And Hilary Duff was wild. She was just coming up at the same time as Lindsay Lohan. That's why people didn't pay attention to it. Yeah, she got a great edit. Yeah. It's like putting a lantern next to the sun and being like, it's turned off. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. And yeah. people love to try and erase the parents being an important factor. Like, I know that it's like a little bit beat to death to be like, bl- like, you know, to blame like Dina and Michael Lohan for what Lindsay Lohan has done. But it's like, like you said, a person like that is doomed. They are literally doomed. There is no formula where somebody like Lindsay Lohan is becomes an actor as a child because she's making money to pay her parents mortgage and her dad's leaving prison to go see her on set the same day that he gets out of jail like there is no way in which a person like that has like you know unless you're drew barrymore and you somehow come out on the other side and that's like very rare yeah it's like one in a million i mean even i don't know even me sometimes with a nine to five job i'm like i don't know how i can hold it together for myself let alone (laughs) one day getting married and trying to build a family now imagine you're six years old and you're the breadwinner it's just like good god speaking of six years old and being the breadwinner today jamie lynn spears did an interview uh, on good morning america did you get to see it I saw clips of it online and I saw that um, the location of it too, I think was pretty sus. Um, <laughs> like what the fuck? I just find it so like, I I would have thought, and I always, don't you always wonder when celebrities do things from a PR move? It's like every single person is team free Britney. Just bury the book, move away. And maybe, maybe if you want to be truly evil, come out with the book five years from now and people would be interested. But after all of this, I just feel like it is just, um, it's almost so egregious and audacious that I feel like there has to be some sort of like illness involved because it's just not like a normal smart move to make, let alone virtuous. I think that's a fair assessment. It doesn't, it, it is literally, Ill- it's so illogical that it's hard for anybody to like wrap their head around. The way that the Spears family has planted their feet like and continue to plant their feet it's like you lost and you didn't lose in like a tiny way like it, you lost in like a global way the whole world was against you and you lost like like you said just like take the l mm-hmm. apologize and be like that was fucked up and we're sorry and whatever we have coming to us is coming to us and we'll figure it out as a family i think people would appreciate that more than them like playing hot potato and sure you know trying to figure out like who's the most to blame it's crazy now to play not that i agree but devil's advocate right for the jamie lynn and everything a lot of people are like well she had those same parents too well Mm -hmm. she was abused on set of nickelodeon allegedly you know so there's that side of it too where people are like Maybe she really didn't know what was going on. Maybe her parents really did leave her into the dark. Again, I'm just playing devil's advocate. Not that sure. I agree with those, but what would you say to people who, who think that way? I would say that people, when I, when I say that child stars who like kind of go off the rails or onto the wrong side of the tracks, um, don't come from that, like great, you know, family or raised or parents or things like that. I just mean, not that they're always going to do something, go off the wrong side, but just that like, 
I feel like you see the lens differently. If you grow up in like an abusive household, like maybe you don't know how to set boundaries or maybe you think that asking for something, you know, you just don't know how to do it or you don't know um, what offends people or what doesn't, or maybe you're used to verbal harassment. So you doll it out more. It can come in so many different ways. And I think you see this too, where like every single maybe not every single, but about like 98, 99% of like murderers, rapists, serial killers, they don't come from good homes. So I think it just proves that like anything can happen. So let's say maybe you have Britney Spears growing up in that household. And especially if you're the child of like a narcissistic or a borderline parent or something like that, typically one child is kind of like the scapegoat. And then the other child is kind of like the suck up to the parents and the golden child. So my belief is that like, this kind of could have alternated between the two of them. And when Brittany was in her conservatorship, then Jamie was like, oh, I'm like the good child who's going to speak for the family, take the side of the parent. I feel like typically there's one child who's kind of like against the rest of everybody else in the family, just because you kind of grow up being like, okay, you have to eat or be eaten, that type of mentality. Yeah, I agree with that. And I, I'm happy that you brought up this opposing thought because not a lot of people talk about the fact that Jamie did have this extremely traumatic childhood we know that and um I think it's important to bring up because I think it plays a huge factor in understanding this whole scenario um I've always looked at it as like how do I say this I'm trying to think of a way to word it without sounding like an asshole (laughs) which is like all the fucking time um I don't know I think that Jamie Lynn is one of those kids that like you said she like they grew up in a really abusive situation and for her it was like this crazy thing happened to me that imprinted on me and I I like it's kind of like when you want your parents to acknowledge something that happened to you as a young person and they don't give it to you in the way that you want it ever and you're always kind of stuck in it because you're like, would you just say the words that I've like heard you say in my head to make this like fine? And I feel like Jamie has that with like the world. Mm. Like I feel like Jamie Lynn is pissed off at the world that people don't acknowledge her trauma and her place and that family and what happened to her. I think she's grappling honestly with a lot of shit that she can't talk about with yeah. Nickelodeon. Yeah. And that probably makes it a lot worse because no matter what she says, she can't like say the things. Well, because everything you're saying is true. And like, we did also grow up with Jamie Lynn Spears. And I just feel like if she, like we're saying, took the L, maybe put out a statement, like I've, I've had nothing but the best intentions for my sister, my entire life. Obviously I missed the mark and, you know, things happened a different way. I never intended for that to happen. Yeah, I'm going to take time and learn for this. I'm here for Brittany as she needs it. I love her forever. We don't hear from her for five years. And then she actually puts out a memoir, literally talking about like, I would love to know what happened at Nickelodeon. I feel like everyone would center around her and be like, you know what? Like we have enough sympathy in our hearts for both of you. Like I'm sure neither of yeah. you guys were the, yeah, the villain in any of this. And I feel like that's where I struggle a bit because I do have a lot of sympathy for Jamie Lynn Spears. Because even when she was pregnant, I'm around her age, I think. I'm pretty sure her and I are both like 30, 31. And I can remember teachers talking about her and dragging her for her pregnancy and Us Weekly and all these magazines. So I almost feel like in a way, Jamie Lynn's like, what about me? What about Mm -hmm. how the media fucking treated me? 
And I get that side too. And I'm not saying I agree with how she has handled the conservatorship or anything after that. But I do think to her, to like look at her point of view, it's like, yeah, shit happened to me too. You know, I may not have been under a conservatorship, but the media treated me like a leper because I got pregnant as a teen. Yeah. And what you're saying too, like those magazines at that, what I feel like we straddled such an interesting time in terms of like pop culture and news, because like when all of those magazines were coming out and I remember too, everyone was like, can you believe she got pregnant? Like she let herself get pregnant. You know, like the word, the phrase internalized misogyny, like was not around back then. Instead, it was just tabloid covers of, oh my God, our camera's up somebody's skirt. looks like she was showing off her thong. You know, like it was a completely different narrative back then. And I feel like now, even if something really saucy or scandalous happens we still have this built-in protection of like okay like we need to use the right narrative we can't like just shame someone for shaming them like there's a little bit of bumpers built in with tabloid culture like in this era but yeah when she was pregnant it was like all holds off yeah and I also think too like she I mean even if you like look at her the like that interview and like the moment when she talks about her pregnancy and she like breaks down like you can tell that in her mind even though it's illogical and I'm I'm not like obviously not defending Jamie Lynn um to me she's a Salem witch but <laughs> just to you know I think when you look at her compare what she went through to Britney's like the last 13 years of being trafficked it's like in her mind I really think she believes that they hold the same weight. Yeah. Because she brings it up as a response to what Brittany went through every single time. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I don't know. I don't think it's right, but I think there's like some interesting psychology behind it, I guess. Yeah. Because to her, she was probably like, you know, I got pregnant as a teen, sent back to live in Louisiana. Mm -hmm. Like I wasn't allowed to have a career anymore. And maybe in a way she was like, I don't care. Like I was always Britney's little sister and it was my time to shine in a way once Britney was under a locking key. Yeah. I and don't her know. Parents told her to get rid of the baby. I mean, that was a big part of what she talked about today was that her team and the people she was working for and her parents came up with a plan to get rid of the baby and they were like demanding her to do it. And, you know, of course, as a, as a teenager, that's traumatic, but I just don't think she views it obviously she can't because she's in it but I don't think she understands that the world does not like we don't see them as the same thing and we won't it's just not going to happen like it's a fool's game to keep even trying to get the same sort of like reaction from the world that Britney got from being having her rights stripped away for over a decade yeah and again I just want to make it clear I'm not team Jamie Lynn no 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 no. (laughs) I wouldn't record a podcast with you if you were honest I'd sue you (laughs) (laughs) now somebody else who's been troubled over the years Demi Lovato Mm. they just announced they completed another trip to rehab Mm -hmm. and they debuted a new tattoo a giant spider on their head that's their choice what do you think Demi's next career move should be because can I tell you mine just really quick please their next Uh career move should be quit Hollywood and move somewhere else. Get the fuck out of Hollywood. Stay away from Scooter Braun. Just like take care of yourself, please. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. 
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soaps or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with internet's best converting checkouts. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love about Shopify is no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% off all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash blinds, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash blinds now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash blinds. It's going to have to be something drastic because I feel like Demi for years has been doing the track of, and you know what I have to say? I'm sorry. I'm being careful. I really don't want to misgender. Okay. I, I feel like Demi for the past couple of years has been on the same track and I admire how open they are with everything that's happening. The documentary Demi did, I thought was fantastic. Like the Miss Americana documentary, that was a fluff PR piece, who cares? Um, Demi talking about how they did cocaine and punched their backup dancer, give it to me. That's what I'm yeah. here for. Yeah. So I do really appreciate the honesty and everything like that, um, but it doesn't it feel like it's just been the same tune for years of I'm struggling, I'm open with you, I'm better. And now I'm struggling and now I'm opening with you and now I'm better. And in between there's just different albums and era, but they're, they all center around, you know, their pop music genre is kind of addiction at this point rather than pop or rock or whatever. And it stinks because growing up and seeing Demi on uh, Disney Channel, I was obsessed with their early albums, uh, Get Back, Every Time You Lie, or Here We Go Again, things like that. I actually have the secret theory that I think Demi would be an incredible jazz singer. There, oh, there was, cool. yeah, there was one song on the Here We Go Again album called Every Time You Lie. And Demi just has such a powerhouse of a voice. And I just want to see Demi kind of covered in jewels with a white feather boa, having some sort of, um, oh my God, what's, what's the word in Vegas where a residency where people come and eat dinner and Demi sings jazz ballads and then goes home and takes a bubble bath and just does that for a couple of months until everything else gets sorted out. Because I just feel like the path we're going on now, it's the same and it's not really going to change until something changes. Yeah, it's total like trauma porn. Yeah. It's just like so at this point, I mean, it's just so like, I think it's honestly so gross that Demi's team is still using all of that stuff to like market albums. Mm -hmm. Like at Mm -hmm. this point, like it's honestly absurd to me. My fear would be that if Demi left Hollywood, 
I don't know. I just don't know if, and I don't know, you guys might have experience or know people. I don't really know much about addiction, but I just think Demi would have to get clean and be clean for years before leaving Hollywood, because I think you have such an addiction to fame and addiction to um, celebrity and success that if you took that away, I'm nervous that Demi would lean more on a drug addiction or something like that, you know, or I wonder if being surrounded by all that celebrity makes all parts of your addiction kind of heightened. Yeah. So I've had people in my life who have addiction issues. They've gone to rehab, came out of rehab, gone back, all of that. And one thing they say is don't hang out with the friends you used to hang out with. You need to distance yourself from those people so you don't fall back in. And that's what I see Demi doing over and over and over. That makes so uh, much sense. That makes so much sense. Don't you wonder too, because I, I, what I find so interesting, I'm perpetually fascinated by Selena Gomez, but it's just when you think of a Disney star having trouble with drugs, you think of Demi, you don't think of Selena, but they spent so much time together. I, I kind of wonder, did they, were they ever friends while they were both using or did that just happen on different forks of their road, allegedly? <laughs> I feel like probably at the same time I mean they were so young but because I do not believe that Justin is the one who introduced Selena to drugs I don't I maybe specific ones but there was no way that her very first you know right because I've heard for years I knew people who worked on the radio for like in Boston and one girl told me she was trying to get pictures with Uh, Selena in her dressing room before a concert or something but there were so many like liquor bottles laying everywhere that they had to leave the dressing room to take a picture and and I don't know if this is when she was dating Justin but even Enti has said like you know a lot of people believe Justin is the one who kind of pushed Selena to party and he was like "Mm -mm." it it was almost the other way around at points Mm, yeah and it is interesting too how I feel like Justin has been pretty open about his drug use and uh, wanting to step away from that. But, you know, we've never really heard a comment about Selena. If you believe the blinds, it kind of seems like she's still on that road. Other than one time, I think Selena was like, I went to rehab, completed it. And everyone was like, wait, what? Right. And I think she said well, she went yeah. to rehab for anxiety. Oh, for anxiety. Too. Yeah. Or depression. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I've always wondered, I mean, I've wondered it about, so many different child stars like from Aaron Carter to Demi of like why don't you just leave and I remember like during 2007 just being like for the love of God I'm praying that I wake up to an article that Britney left just leave LA and I honestly think the child star thing plays such a big factor like like you said Shannon the addiction to attention Because if you picture, I think about this all the time, like what it would feel like to be a kid. And like when you're developing, your validation is a room of a hundred thousand people vomiting and peeing and screaming for you. Mm. What do you, how do you go through life having regular ups and downs when you have had such crazy highs and lows? Yeah. And don't a lot of celebrities say too, it's really lonely. It's like you, from one second, everybody's chanting your name and then you go back to your trailer and it's dead quiet. Yeah. Yeah. But, and I also wonder too, like, I do think different celebrities thrive off of that more. Like Ariana Grande, 
posting uh, YouTube covers of her singing, always singing on the set of Victorious, always wanting to like be the next in the limelight, perform, things like that. And then you have Selena Gomez where I look at her on stage and I'm like, she, Disney made her do this. I don't think this girl has written a song in her life. So I do wonder if there's different types of people who could step away from Hollywood and be completely fine. And then others who would just keep coming back no matter what. I mean, Chrissy Teigen, right? Like she can't, she's so addicted. She can't even not tweet for a couple of weeks. It's like, you have it bad. It's almost like they'll find a way no matter what. Yeah. Like no matter what level of fame you're on, you'll find a way. And I think that the addiction honestly is the chaos and the mania of it all. Like I think when celebrities get in really dark places and all they've ever known is the industry, people wonder like, well, why don't they just stop? And it's like, I think that they get addicted to they, the, the chaos, just the idea that people are talking about them, that they're sought after when they go outside, that people are going to be waiting. It's like um, they need that high fulfilled constantly, you know? Yeah. I mean, you even see that with politicians too. It's like, why do we have so many old people in office? Like go home and be with your family. But like, you keep like, no matter what, like, even if you lose, you're going to like stick around and do it there somewhere else. I just feel like people get used to their name having power and they don't want people to stop speaking their name in sentences. So they stick around for like way longer than they should. Um, And then, you know, once they stick around for like, I kind of feel like that's why if Ellen had tapped out like two years ago, maybe she wouldn't have gotten canceled, but she just couldn't stop Mm -hmm. having her name spoken. And it was like, okay, like your time is up and public favor is now going to collapse in on you. Yeah. Like look at Aaron. Aaron doesn't release, Aaron's not like a signed artist, but like Aaron will find a fucking way to get some attention. You know what I mean? Like he'll find a way. You're not going to stop him from getting mass amounts of attention. I just like Azealia Banks too because I feel like I haven't really heard an Azealia Banks song in so long but like every once in a while it's just like boom Instagram and like everyone's talking about her did you see what she tweeted today no on her Instagram story I saw something a couple days ago where she was like I actually fuck with Doja Cat now and it was like this huge rant of (laughs) I saw that one too (laughs) no today she like posted a picture of Kanye what's his new girlfriend's name Jane Julia Fox Julia yeah a J name um and she was like this crackhead (laughs) she's like wait just a few months the kardashians will just be like yeah kanye is a crackhead anyway i'm like jesus (laughs) i get so excited when her instagram story is like 37 little clips long and sometimes she's right which is insane yeah that's someone i would have notifications on for oh for sure i'm like such a fucking stan such a, a stan of my problematic queen I love Azealia Banks. And her name in the blinds too, the flowering financial institution. I know, I love when she gets referred to it. Ties it all in together. I know, and she's like, stop doing drugs, Azealia Banks. (laughs) (laughs) Now, speaking of someone who kind of stepped away from Hollywood, I don't think it was on his own accord, but Zayn Malik is allegedly on a dating site for curvy women. He allegedly sent videos to someone he matched with, which first of all, he lives in Pennsylvania. He needs to go on a dating app. So when I see people are surprised, I'm like, he lives on a farm in Pennsylvania and he's not like allowed to date Gigi anymore. Mm -hmm. But 
what do you think of that? I just, I thought it was a fun story considering all the darkness is, we just yeah. talked about. It is fun. And like better to be on a dating app than pull a Dave Portnoy, go into your DMs and find the youngest fan you can and then fly them out because I'm sure he could do that within a heartbeat, you know? Mm-hmm. So he's going about it the old fashioned way. Um, and I don't know. I mean, celebrities use those dating apps. I'm surprised it was that one. Cause typically, right. You see them on Raya. I once saw Charlie Puth on the locks club, which was interesting, <laughs> but I just feel like, uh, I'm curious about him too, because he's been in the blinds kind of on the same path as Demi for a while. And I just feel like there's some people where I'm like, I would not wish them into a relationship with anyone until they just kind of work on themselves because otherwise now you're just going to be wrecking two people's lives at once. To piggyback off of your question earlier, One Direction was like a real big blind item group for me. Do you have any of the tea? Everyone keeps asking me to dig into the Larry Stylosin stuff. And I'm like, I've seen a couple YouTube compilations, but like I haven't gone down the rabbit hole because I feel like it's a deep one. What right. What's your take on all of that? It's interesting because I've I've read the I've read the Tumblr threads. I've seen the <laughs> yeah. videos, you know, Um <laughs> And there's a lot of, there are points being made. And I definitely think that there are, especially the videos that really convinced me were the ones that like their fans would put together of them having these like entanglements on stage. Mm -hmm. They're very interesting where like Zayn will like slap Larry's arm because he's standing too close to like whoever and then are like pull him away or like Louis will like, get jealous and stand in between two of them. Like, it's really like, there's a lot of nonverbal communication going on all the time. Um, but I definitely think that there's some sort of, also, if you if you read old One Direction blinds, like their whole thing was like, this band is about to come out. They're fabricated. They're going to like top the charts. And the problem is that two of the members of the band are in love and that they're dating. And that their teams are trying to figure out like how to market them in a way that's like appropriate or whatever. And there are, I mean, the videos are pretty fucking intense. Like, I don't know. I've never seen my friends having nonverbal arguments the way that these boys do on stage. Yeah. Yeah. Like the videos that I see, I'm like, oh my God, there, there might be something there that wasn't there before. (laughs) But then I read some of like the evidence posts and they'll be like, Harry tweeted to Louis, like he retweeted, like, come get in my bed, sweet cheeks. And I'm like, Okay, but that's also obviously two guys joking. Like I've told my friend before on Facebook, like I can't wait to lick your asshole. That doesn't mean that I licked her asshole, you know? So I feel like it goes back and forth because I'm like, I think I think the nuance here is in what, not what they tweeted each other, but the tiny background things. Right, those little uh, nuanced, like, yeah, the little background things are interesting. Or like, um, we always talk about how fun it is to look at, celebrities like old instagram accounts because oh my god yes it's like back in the day you could post on instagram and like truly nobody thought anybody would see it yeah. like you would post pictures of like a pepsi bottle and be like <laughs> i'm posting it you know it didn't matter <laughs> uh and they have some extremely interesting like back and forth sort of instagram moments between each other because they were mm-hmm. like nobody's seeing this yeah. Isn't it crazy? You ever read your old Facebook wall to walls? And I'm like, if I had a stalker, I was like, I'll be at your house at 215. <laughs> then we're going to this place at the mall and then there. And it's like, like what? We all gave out our like locations all the time. I just deleted my Facebook the other day because I'm so sick of it. Like the trauma of it existing. <laughs> Honestly, like it's so it, it, it really is my abuser. 
It's like you log in to like buy something off of Facebook Marketplace and they're like, here's a trauma memory from seven years ago. I'm like, no, thank you. No, thank you. Yeah. It's like, remember your old body? It's like, I don't really want to like get into this right now. Thank you. (laughs) Now that we're talking about Harry Styles a bit, I realized I have a different blind item celebrity that I love. And he goes by the name of Aaron Rodgers. Interesting. I'm just, I had to go back and just clarify my new answer is Aaron Rodgers. I like that. He's such a blind item celebrity. Oh, and you know what I realized too? We have a Venn diagram of our favorite blinds because um, there was this blind that Bella Thorne and Elon Musk were about to get together. Oh God. Oh, crazy. Which at first I was like, no way. But then I was like, she's kind of like a young Grimes. I see it. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a type for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, eccentric and like hot and like yeah, mm-hmm. like if she gets too fucked up, she'll light his house on fire. But he's like turned on by that. Hundred percent, a hundred percent. And then like to get revenge, he'll have like his drone like stalk her for like a week and like see what she's up to, so she's not cheating. I, <laughs> am I the only one getting excited by this? I'm like, that sounds kind of fun. <laughs> a robot like pushes her out, like get out of our house. Hundred <laughs> percent. I was going to also ask you your thoughts on Kim and Pete. I think it's interesting that people are taking this like so intensely serious. Is that a weird thing to say? I feel like this is the first, um, I don't know. I feel like people, at least on TikTok, a lot of people have just been talking and I've been interviewed by a couple magazines. They're like, we want to talk about the PR relationships that everyone's talking about because they try to decode what's real and what isn't now. And I feel like the majority of people think that Pete and Kim are PR or they are fake. I mean, at this point, I just feel like it's a battle between who's going to do it better, Kim and her guy or Kanye and his girl. And at this point, I'm kind of team Kanye, like doing a photo shoot with your thong out in the middle of Carbone and then writing an actual novel about your one night stand and publishing it. That's like, let's go to crazy town. I'm going to book a ticket. It seems fun here. Meanwhile, Kim and Pete are like, we're going to go to Staten Island and eat pizza. I'm like, you better mix it up because I'm switching <laughs> teams here. So I'm just here for the entertainment. I think Kim needs to seem more relatable in her eating pizza mm. with Pete, her going to an outlet mall, her going to the movies. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. We haven't seen her do in a while. What was the type of ice cream they got from Rite Aid? <laughs> do you think she walked in and was like, What's this? It's like a Paris Hilton's does Walmart sell walls moment. <laughs> the I first time like fluorescent lighting had ever touched her skin. She was yeah. like, I'm sorry, what? It's not shaped she, like, like a circle. She like hisses at it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> her skin starts melting. <laughs> but I don't know. We'll see. But at this point, I just feel like we tried it on for size. It was fun. I'd love to see her with someone new that I actually think is real. I think it was the perfect way to shift from Astro World, And I know people mm-hmm. say I'm crazy for saying that. Troy and I have said that. I think, Shannon, we said that on your podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, who's who's been talking about Astroworld lately? No one. Exactly. No one. And Travis and Kylie came back to Instagram. And oh, all God. of a sudden, Tra- uh, Tristan's like, I'm sorry, I fathered another child. How insane is that? I will say the the chick from Call Her Daddy, Alex Cooper, I think she ended up deleting the tweet, but she tweeted something where she was like, and they tried to blame Jordan Woods for this, which I just right. find so like, go back and give her a big ass apology. Like you must look so stupid right now. It's just, oh God, what a train I will wreck. say I saw somebody on TikTok. Um, 
Oh, I wish I could remember who it was. I'll try and find it and post it in our Patreon. But I saw somebody on TikTok saying like that this is one of the first, maybe the first breakup in celebrity history that's sponsored by a brand. And that Balenciaga is the brand, is the face of this breakup. And that's never happened before. And like, it's obviously going to lead to something, but like Balenciaga is sponsoring their divorce. I, I saw the same video. I'm forgetting her name right now, but her videos literally never miss. Um, yeah. And it was just, yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. It's interesting too, because I'm not even that fucking into the Kardashians. Like I'm really not. I've only seen a few episodes of their show, but damn it. They really sneak their way into like all aspects of your life. And now I know everything about this family. Like they, they're just magnetizing in that way. I think they have a way of tricking people into thinking that they're not consuming them when they are. And they're really good at tricking us into falling into their traps. Like I do think that this has been an astral world trap. I I agree with that. I really believe it. And we never realize we're falling into their traps. Like when you really take a minute and take yourself out of the Kardashian orbit, we talk about them almost daily and we have for over a decade. We've been talking about them almost daily for over 10 years. Yeah, they're also prepping the next little generation too. I mean, they already have their kids making those like TikTok videos. So Mm -hmm. the minute they get stale, they can just slot a new one in place. It's like ridiculous. They're a factory. They are, they really are. And just back to Astro World really quick. Troy and I talked about this on our Kylie episode, but I think they knew exactly what was going to happen in Astro World at Astro World. Mm. And that's why eight month, seven month pregnant Kylie showed up. So everyone could be like, well, why would they have Kylie there? You think when you, she like you when think she like didn't a, like leave her house for months? Yeah. So do you think what like a week before they kind of got word that everyone was going to be storming the gates? So then they were like, "Quick, Kylie, you have to come." I don't know because Travis does that. He's known yeah. for telling people to. So they were probably like, "This is going to get out of control. We know it. How can we divert it? Right? Like, how can we make this not as crazy?" A pregnant Kylie's there and his child's there. Why would they be there if we knew it was going to be out of control? And I feel like that, yeah, that mentality is so much like you're in the game and you're obsessed with it because a normal person would be like, okay, this is probably going to get out of control. So instead of adding four layers of Kylie and Kendall and baby and pregnancy and blah, 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 how about we just beef up security and then it's not out of control, but like, that's never an option. It's like always go bigger, better, harder, more. Um, and it's just, like I said, like, I feel like it's an addiction because it's just so like all those people storming the concert, it wasn't going to make them any more money. You know, the only potential loss would have been if you hire more security and you put more Mm -hmm. time into this, it is going to cost you more money upfront. And people were just like, "Mm, not worth it. We'll see what happens. That's so true. It is literally for the headline. Yeah. Cause like, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Like, he's not going to collect anything financially from people breaking in yeah if anything they're they're money obsessed you would think that they would want to stop it but right well i don't know do you have anything else kelly that you want to ask just the mgk and megan fox engagement that just happened hello because i called that so wrong and i can admit when i'm wrong i thought they were pr from the get-go right like right away i was like these two fucking crazy and now i'm like oh well i still don't like them but <laughs> Did you watch their um gq interview 
I did like that. They were, they were cute there. I think it spoke to me because I was like super high in bed when I watched it. <laughs> and I feel like my spirit just kind of like connected with them and Megan with her entrancing voice being like, I've got like Taurus energy and like, blah, blah, blah. I was like, she does. Yeah. I think like they're really meant to be together. And I just feel like I sank into that video. Um, and it just kind of worked, but then I'm also confused too. Cause doesn't MGK have a bunch of underage allegations against him as well with fans? I mean, he's a sneeze away from being canceled. Like yeah. he literally is known for sexually assaulting young girls that come to his shows and like just being really, really, really gross. And the girls aren't even secretive about it. Like they talk about it very openly all the time. And I don't know why those stories don't make bigger headlines, but they all have horror stories about him inviting them to his hotel rooms and stuff. Um, yeah, I just, I just find it to be such an odd, like Megan Fox to me, I know that people either like love her or hate her. I feel like she's very polarizing. And to me, I'm like, whether you like her or not, she's undeniably so magnetic. Mm-hmm. Like she's yeah. so like, you just can't help but be entranced by her. Uh, and I just don't think that this is something she like needs to do. Like it feels desperate in a way that's like, you don't need to really be this desperate. Like you're really smart and people really enjoy listening to you. And I feel like in the past couple of years, like even with like the resurgence of like Jennifer's body and stuff, like people have really enjoyed listening to her thoughts about the industry and Michael Bay and like all the stuff that she's been through. I will say that, but I'm also, I will like, I think Megan Fox is very entrancing, but also everyone's like Jennifer's body, Jennifer's body. I'm like, this chick has been in one freaking movie. I have a friend who was in a movie. I have a friend who's been in more stuff than her. And we're all like Jennifer's body. I'm like, can we get Megan Fox in some more stuff, please soon stat? Because like, I don't know how much longer I can talk about Jennifer's body, you know? I mean, it was good, but like, what else has she been in other in those two movies? Transformers she was in this is 40 and she was really funny in that I remember that I feel like she kind of played like a version of herself especially when she talked about the horoscopes I mean my theory is that like her and MGK talk about all the crazy sex they have I don't doubt that it's bomb and I'm sure she just is flooded with hormones what's that hormone you release when you orgasm like oxytocin she Mm. probably has oxytocin dripping out of her pores and she's just (laughs) like sure i'll get engaged because she can't think right now she's like not sober she's like digmatized that's wrong yes yeah this is how i picture their conversation she's like you're a capricorn moon invert and he's like oh no way yeah (laughs) cool you're so hot as he's like trying on seven foot long nails for the red carpet should I put uh, my tongue black? Uh, she's like, yeah, that's punk. But it's funny too, because they're, they're both got so big, but like, you can't really name that many stuff that Megan Fox has been in. And like, I can't name that many MGK songs for the life of me, but mm-hmm. yet they're in so many headlines. I, I have to no. admit, I've been an MGK listener, not oh, a fan of him okay. personally, <laughs> but I've liked his like rap music since like Lace Up, since his mixtapes. Because he's been and around he for went a while, like, yeah. Yeah, then he went like pop pop punk and I love emo pop punk but I was like this isn't where he should be this isn't his roots like just like a little nasty person (laughs) (laughs) no they do get around though like they really keep their name kicked around they work really hard at being talked about uh but it's just odd like I just find them to be so like transparent and obvious and maybe that's the new like that's the new 
way of being a PR couple is like you be really obnoxious about it and then send people on like wild goose chases like us talking about it constantly you know yeah I mean if I was a celebrity I would lean into that I would keep people guessing right I'd do like one stage paparazzi photo shoot one day and then the next I would I don't know like accidentally like something of their exes on Instagram you know you you blur the lines between like super show off and then like ultra relatable and then you just have people with their tails running around trying to figure out if you're real or not (laughs) I will say I just want to say for the record that Megan Fox was in a really fucking great Netflix movie last well 2021 a Netflix original that was was like so fun was it like a vampire thing because I think I saw a clip of it no, it was a thriller and it was like the th- the theme of the movie basically is that her husband um she's a she's handcuffed to a dead body in the middle of nowhere all day and oh. she's being hunted by people and they're trying to kill her and she's handcuffed to a body. It's Shut so up. I'm oh, like into it already. Lifetimey like it's yes. so good. Yeah. I love that. See, I want to see her in something like that literally every six months and I would watch it. <laughs> yeah, totally. And she's yeah. like, the acting is awful, but it's like perfectly awful, you know? Yes. yes. <laughs> now, as we wrap this up, Shannon, I know you're a Swifty like me. So yeah. I need your thoughts on Taylor Swift and Joe Alwyn. I've been getting so many conflicting messages these past couple of weeks, but all I can feel, like I feel in my butt that like something big is happening, like it's brewing. And I feel like it is either an engagement or it's either a breakup. And I'm having certain, basically all the blinds are pushing towards breakup. But then I have had a couple of people tell me that they know people who say that in fact, an engagement is happening. And have you seen the leaked photos of Taylor Swift and Joe Alwyn with like the wig? Yeah, but so I have thoughts about those. Yeah, well, because they were leaked years ago. Those came out, those photos were leaked when Colby Calais said her and Taylor Swift wrote the song Breathe Together about a former band member and everyone, it was on the front page of Reddit that people were like, Emily Poe, Emily, it's about, yeah, Breathe is about Emily. And all of a sudden, those pictures were leaked. So that's all I'm going to say on that. Interesting. Interesting. Emily Poe's real, right? Yeah. Doesn't it sound like Jane Doe and (laughs) Emily Poe? (laughs) I was like, wait, she's real though. Like she really did work with her and stuff. I'm like, she's not like a made up name. She's a fiddle player. Yeah. Yeah. She's a totally real fiddle player. (laughs) And, um, (laughs) And it's funny too, because I'm like, here's the thing, like, half of my gay heart really wants like Taylor Swift and Joe to break up and her to like come out and like be dating a woman in Hollywood. Like that's what I want. But then the other half of me is like, we've already seen Taylor be dating for so long. I like, I would like to see her be engaged and get married and have a kids and raise a family and things like that. Um, I just don't know what's going to happen, but I think I'm going to be excited either way. What do you guys want to see? I want to see a breakup. (laughs) I'm also just like, here's the thing. Like I will say like, even if they get engaged, like I say that I want to see the engagement and the marriage and the family. If it's with Joe, I guess I wouldn't ever fucking see it because um, like what they've been together five years and we've gotten like three public appearances of the two of them together. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. And I've just got questions on him. Like, I just want to know more of his stuff. I will say he was a prodigy of Kevin Spacey. So 
Yes, wait, I think you guys told me that. And wasn't it something like allegedly he could have spoken out about Kevin Spacey, but then if he did, the jig would have been up? Yeah, because yeah. there are a lot of pictures of Joe. Where oh, Pete- are you yeah. talking about Joe with like his, that one brunette friend where they're taking pictures yeah. together? Yep, I've seen those. So, <laughs> so I think the jig would be up if, yeah. if Joe spoke. So we'll see, but I do think like Taylor Swift, when I saw her on SNL, I just felt like she had a little bit of her glimmer back. I, I have to say, I feel like she might've gotten a little mini facelift or tear trial fillers or something. Cause she just looked, she literally looked three years younger. Oh, who knows? But I will say like, she is prepped right now for single girl, girl era. Like when she yeah. was in that SNL short and things like that, I'm just like, I feel like she could come back and rule over the town again. So We'll see, but I feel like something's going to happen in the winter. You know, one of the things I never took into account with her until I watched her uh, documentary was that her fan base is based in, like, such conservative, like, her fan base is so conservative, and I always forget that, like, you know, there are people who have either, like, traveled along Taylor's journey and all of her different styles of music, or, like, she picked up Kelly, or she picked up fake fans like me during her pop era and I feel like um people forget that like she still does have to cater to like a a largely conservative group of people who liked her when she was like a grand old Opry star you know yeah or the very first album where she's like singing as I thank god before bed you know (laughs) things like that um and I mean the whole fake country accent like it it really is a completely different girl than she is now Yeah, it's crazy. Well, Shannon, thank you so much for coming on. We're going to roll out the red carpet for you. Pitch whatever (laughs) you need to pitch. I know you just interviewed NT Lawyer, which is fucking bananas, but this is your time to shine. Oh my God. (laughs) Thank you guys so much. I'm just happy to be here. Um, My podcast is Fluently Forward. We also talk about blind items. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein also sneaks in there, just like a little bit of everything also on TikTok. And um, yeah, I'm just excited for your live show and to like keep watching your journey. Cause as you guys know, I'm like your biggest fan. I love all your episodes. Oh, well, thank you so much. This was like really, really fun. I feel like we could do this for 12 hours. I know. (laughs) Honestly, like if we didn't stop, I would have been like, wait, what? (laughs) But yeah, thank you for coming on. Thank you guys so much. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.